Welcome to Gathering Podcast. We are so hyped about this bonus episode today. Uh, Alex and I, we dive deep into really, really, really practical ways that you can be more strategic as you read your Bible every single day. So here's my conversation with Alex Russo on Gathering Podcast. We believe you should read the Bible every day. I firmly believe every believer should read the Bible every day. Now, what I mean by that, when I say that, I'm not saying that you should beat yourself up when you don't read it or you miss a quiet time or you miss that morning or whatever. I'm not saying you need to beat yourself up and you're less of a Christian. Okay, first of all, I think that that's that's some somewhat of a connotation out there sometimes. Have you ever, like, I love when you you bring something up to somebody, Alex, and you're like, yeah, I'm really <clears> struggling <throat> with this. And they, they only say, read your Bible more. You know, I got, right. that in, I got that in youth group all the time. Like the and only answer for youth group yeah. was you need to, you need to read your Bible more. And it's like, right. bro, I th- well, you know, it's true, but at the same time, like, yeah. you know, help me out here. So that's what yeah. we want to do right now. We want to help you out. We want to help you uh, read the Bible every day. That's the whole, we want to help mm-hmm. you. We kind of want to come alongside you right now and be some, be your Bible reading coaches for a minute. Right. And, Absolutely. um, and so we want to get into this how you can read the Bible in a more strategic way every single day. You ready, Alex? Let's do this. Mm. I'm, I'm hyped it. about this. Um, so first of all, I want to say there's a scripture in the Bible. It's in, it's in uh, the book, either first or second Timothy. It talks about Paul's writing Timothy and he says, train yourself in godliness, train mm. yourself in godliness. And I love that. So it's, there's this idea of training ourselves like this, this building disciplines within our life. He, He's, he's using an illustration of, of training your body. And then he says, but train yourself, not just in physical things, but in your spiritual life, in your mm-hmm. godliness, train yourself in those things for that is of much more value, Paul says. So I want to kind of like get into this, Alex, maybe you can take it away and, and then we'll kind of just build upon it. But how can we sure. read our Bibles just right off the bat? How can we read our Bibles in a more strategic way every day? So, I, you know, you have to almost treat scripture reading as though you're you're having a, a doctor's appointment. You know, yeah. when you set a doctor's appointment, you need to know uh, what time it is, yep. and also, um, you know, what time you're uh, what what time uh, or what what time it is. Number one, and how long you're going to have the appointment for. But also, you want to mm. you want to treat as though who who you're going to meet with. Yeah. Um, so, what I, one thing I think about is this: is that it's good to set a an established time every single day that you're going to read the scripture. Yeah, because awesome. if you wake up every day and you say, you know what, I'm going to read the Bible today, but I'll just fit it in whenever I can. Mm. Maybe you will, but maybe you won't. Because what will happen is the day goes on as you have yeah, work and yeah. school and people call you up and say, let's chill and you, you know, have go out to eat. Later in the day it comes, and then by the time it's 11, 12, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, you're not really looking at reading the Bible. So right. if you set a time every day to say, so you know what, true. I'm going to get up, and before I go on social media, before I, you know, sit down and, and chill for a bit, I'm going to read my Bible from 8.30 to 9 in the morning. And, yeah. you know, if you, if you miss it, that's okay. You know, but what it is, it's about setting that time of how long it's going to be. Because really, it's almost like an appointment with God. And if right. you miss that appointment— it, you don't have to be legalistic about it. You don't have yeah. to be religious about it. You don't have to beat yourself up. Just do it at a different time. And, right. you know, I, I, you know, have been a Christian for over 10 years. I've been leading people for about half that time. 
And I, this is an area that I need development in too. I'm, yeah, I'm going to admit sure, that, bro. you know, it's an area that I, I could use strength in. Um, I read my Bible every day, but it doesn't always look consistent. And yeah. if I had a consistency of waking up and, or a, maybe setting a time every single day of, 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 of reading God's word, um, that, that is a very helpful, practical way that mm. you can make sure that you're doing it every single day. Yeah. Let me, let me get, throw something in there. I think it's really the essence of this too is about adding this to your routine, like making this right. a part of your daily routine is uh, like, mm-hmm. hey, daily, I hope you're brushing your teeth. Okay, like mm-hmm. I, I really hope you're putting some clothes on. Okay, during the right. quarantine, especially like, you know, I, I, hope you, I hope you're wearing some clothes. I hope you're, you know, eating breakfast, whatever it looks like. Add this to right. your daily routine. And, right. and, you know, I love, I love what the Bible says. It's Jesus is like, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So it's like, yeah, we eat food as our routine, but we also need to consume the scripture as a routine. And so I think the essence right. of what we're saying is, hey, add this to your daily routine and, and it's going to be so much better for your emotional and spiritual and mental health. You know what I'm saying? And so um, make this a part of your routine. I think the two things that we, you know, as, as we're talking about making this more of a, a strategic you know, thing in our lives is number one is like know where you're going right? Like know where you're going in the Bible. I think, I think there's this idea sometimes of like people, um, they're like, yeah, I'm just going to open up the Bible to a random chapter, a random book, a random verse. I'm going to close my eyes, put my finger down somewhere in the Bible and wherever my finger lands, that's the message of God for me today. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's like, all right, that's like, you know, like doing some archery. You got your bow and arrow. That's like putting a blindfold on, spinning around <laughs> 18 times, and then hoping to God you just hit the tar- the hit the bullseye. You know what I'm saying? It's, you're, Bible you're not roulette. Gonna, you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> Bible roulette. You're not going to hit the target. And so the idea is like, hey, know where you're going every day. Right. And so just to, to make this real practical, um, I'll, I'll share like just kind of what my routine looks like right now in this, in this, this season. Um, I, I will, I try to do this in the morning, but I think even your routine changes as seasons change for in your life. But so sometimes if I can't get to that seven or eight o'clock in the morning, because if my kids wake up or whatever, then I, then I'm actually doing it at two, which is interesting time. It's in the middle of the day. But what I do is I'm going to the book of Psalms. I'm reading three Psalms a day. So again, I know where I'm going. I'm reading three Psalms a day. And then after Psalms, I'm going to the proverb of the day, which by the way, if you uh, know the book of Proverbs, there are 31 chapters in Proverbs, which is so cool because there's, you know, for the most part, 31 days in the month. So there's usually a proverb, a proverb of the day. So I'm doing the proverb of the day. And then right after that, I'm, I'm reading something in Matthew chapter, I'm reading the Beatitudes. So Matthew chapter five. And like, for example, I just read one line. This is it. So three chapters in Psalms, one chapter in Proverbs, and then one line in Matthew five, just read the first one recently. It said, you know, I was meditating on, uh, where Jesus says, uh, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit for they shall receive the mm. kingdom of heaven. I love that. Yeah. I'm like meditating on that. So that's what it looks like for me every day. I know where I'm going. Okay. So I love that. The first thought is know where you're going. And then the second thought is uh, know when you're going there. That's what Alex is just touching right. on. Like, no, like set, like make, make an appointment with God that you don't right. break every day. You know, like, <laughs> I love so how good. you like, mate, like, I love how you gave an illustration of like a, a doctor's appointment. Like, you know, if something's going on 
in your body and you're, you're going to make an appointment with the doctor and you're not going to break that appointment for the most part. You're going to want to figure right. out what's going on. So you're not going to break that appointment. Plus I think you get charged sometimes. It's like 50 bucks sometimes if you miss your appointment <laughs> and you don't right. want to do that. So, so set up an appointment with God that you don't break every day. He is the most important right. person in your life. And so allow him to speak over you every single day, know where you're going and know when you're going there. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to speak to the, the college students for uh, a minute, those who are going into yeah. college or those who are currently in college. You know, I spent many years in college and studying academically, and you can get into a habit of reading things academically. You know, you read a lot of books. Yeah. If, you're, if you're taking five or six classes a semester, you have, you know, five or six textbooks. And then on top of that, your instructors are giving you articles and journals and you're writing and reading nonstop mm. around the clock. And then it comes time to, to read the Bible. And sometimes it can be hard to shut off this academic model of, I'm going to read this. I'm going to skim it really fast. I'm going to get the core bit of information. I'm going to get enough information so that I can you know, record it to memory and then to bring it into my exam. And that can be hard to shut off when it comes to reading Scripture. And sometimes, and I've gotten to a habit of this, especially when I was in college, I would, you know, be reading and studying and looking through my textbooks. And then I would go to read the Bible and I would almost be, you know, reading the Bible at a hundred miles an hour, you know, in a, in a mindset, like I was trying to get it done really fast. And I was trying to record things to memory. And I had a revelation at one point in my grad program. And I, and God revealed to me, listen, this is not an academic textbook. This is my word. This is my way of communicating and being relational with you. Yeah, and that would be yeah. like, if I came home from work, and was trying to speed through my my relationship with Laura, yeah. and, you know, trying to get through everything as fast as I can for a specific purpose, and that is not going to be fruitful in any way. Reading the Bible is a completely right. different so mindset, so and it's actually a miraculous thing that happens where the Holy Spirit will come and illuminate texts for you and record them to to your spirit, and right. it's a completely different mindset. So. You need to, in, in, in some from some practical perspectives, if you're reading a lot of academic materials and you're studying a lot, get into a different environment if you're going to be yeah. reading God's Word. Try not to sit at the same desk or yeah. maybe change so things good. up a little bit. And then and, and just pray yourself into Scripture reading, knowing that this is a, an intimate time with you and God, not a time for you to record information and take notes. Yeah, you should be taking notes as you're reading, but you're not preparing for a test. You're letting God minister to you in a very relational and organic way. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. But I just wanted to make awesome. that make that side note for, for those who are currently in academic studies that it can easily yeah. be intertwined, which could make Bible reading um, almost undesirable. Yeah. Because like it's you rigid get into a habit. systematic. Right, right. And, right. Yeah, and you're like, I've been studying for five or six hours for an exam. Why do I want to open up another book uh, on my in my yeah, free time? Right. But it can't be... It can't be ha had that same mindset. You right. need to reverse the syllabus and, and think about That's scripture true. reading as I'm going to spend time with God. I'm not going to be studying for an exam or looking for content or trying to build my knowledge base. No, it, that, that can be make that can make reading the Bible very resistible. And yeah. we don't want to yeah. get in that mindset. But yeah. the, I think for preachers, did, oh, did, too, bro, did you want to add to that? Yeah, real quick. I just think oh, yeah. for preachers, like I think so often as as anybody that's listening, if you're like any form of communicator of the gospel or. Bible teacher or whatever that looks like for you. I think, you know, I've been preaching for, I've been preaching multiple times a week now for the past five years, about five years. Right. And I think it's, it's easy to, um, 
get into this mindset of like, okay, I'm going to go to the Bible so that I can get a sermon or so that I can get a teaching or so I can get this content for my life group or, and it's easy to go into that. Like, all right, what can I just, what can I put together real quick systematically? Right. And, and then it, it takes all the joy out of communion with God as we're over the word, reading the word and the word is reading us. And we're in that moment of encountering his presence and his spirit. It takes away all that when we're just going to it for like, you know, just kind of academically or systematically. And so I would say, yeah, have it be a routine, have it be a part of your routine, but don't just make it a system. You know, don't just check off the box at the end of the day. Yep. Read my Bible, whatever. Um, No, like, you know, make it about your, your stir up, allow it to stir up your affections and your love for Jesus and make it like a, a date that you're setting an appointment you're right. making with the creator yeah. of the universe who wants to get to know you. Right. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love how you said it's a, it's, it's a miraculous moment. You know, the fact that we yeah, get is. to read, we don't have to read God's word. We get to read right. God's word. It's an, it's an incredible privilege for all of us uh, as it's been preserved throughout history. Um, and we really can't yeah. experience intimacy with God apart from regular reading and study of scriptures. We 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 can't. That yeah. God has designed His 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 Word to minister directly to our hearts. Yes, we can experience God in other ways that we as we talked about a couple weeks ago. But all of those other ways hinge on on this one on this one book. Uh, actually, right. it's sixty six books bound together in two parts. But it's really God that God has designed it that way. Right. So good. Um, you know, to close, I want to give, I want to give people really, really quickly, uh, really briefly the inductive Bible study method. So this is a method that's just been worked over the past, you know, centuries that people have done this. And so it's just, uh, something you can apply literally tonight or tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this. So I want to, I want to give you the inductive Bible study method. It starts with observation, then moves to interpretation and concludes with application. So observation, observation, sorry, interpretation and application. Those are the three steps for inductive Bible study. I want to break this down really quickly. The first step is observation. This is simply where we're going to the Bible. We have a specific book that we're starting with. We're not doing the random open the Bible, you know, close my eyes, put my finger in it. And that's what, no, we're not doing that. We're choosing a book. Or working through it, you know, chapter by chapter, or even verse right. by verse in some cases. Take it slow. There was a guy in, um, and I believe in France, named Mike Lotito. And back in the, I think it was uh, through 1978 to 1980, this man ate an entire airplane. I'm talking about nine tons of metal this man ate across two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wicked weird. I don't know why anybody would do that. But Sounds good. he did that chunk by chunk little tiny bits by bits and put it in like burgers and stuff like that. And he ate an entire airplane. Um, listen, I think sometimes the Bible can look like a massive nine ton, uh, nine tons of metal that we're trying to consume. We're trying to like eat, we're trying to digest this whole thing, but I want to let you know, how do you do that? You do it step by step. You do it little by little. You, you do it by chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And so, you know, it starts with that observation. So, Maybe you're starting with the book of John, chapter number one, and you're sitting down, you're going to read the first chapter verse by verse. It's just that observation of reading it, highlighting some words that stand out to you. Maybe some things that like, you know, you're trying to wrap your mind around, you're circling, you're underlining, you're highlighting, you're, you're, you know, catching the, any repetitions in the text. You're just, you're observing it. 
And that moves on to interpretation. Interpretation simply is this. What is God really saying here? And interpretation is like, hey, what is God saying to the original audience when this was actually written in antiquity? But then how does this translate to modern day, this modern day moment? What is God really saying? And then lastly is application. This is what is God having me to do with this truth that I've just interpreted, right? So it goes from observation to what is God saying and then to what does God want me to do with this truth that I've just discovered? And that's um, your inductive. That's a really, really brief overview of inductive Bible study method. There's, there's a ton of resources out there. Alex, do you have any oh, offhand, yeah. like close with some, like maybe some resources that people can go to? Oh, you know, the book, uh, How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth by Gordon Super D. Good. Yeah. That's a really good book for anybody looking to just throw deeper into reading the Bible. And yeah. It's not necessarily about it's not a, it's not about you know biblical theory or anything like that. This is simply a practical handbook on how to read God's word yeah. and get the most out of it as as a Christian. Uh, and you know any type of uh, commentary is very valuable to have to back up your your studies with God. I use the John Corson commentaries, which I which I swear by. Those are valuable. They're they're just full of rich biblical content. And if you're unfamiliar awesome. with with a commentary, what it is. Is it's a either a scholar or a pastor, a a writer who has verse by verse, chapter by chapter, broken down each uh, each Bible, and they give their own commentary on what this means. Now, every commentary you read is going to be slightly different depending on theological and doctrinal takes, but the truth is that a commentary will help you to reveal things that maybe uh, aren't yeah. apparent at first yeah. first glance. That you pray through it, the Holy Spirit reveals to you, but maybe you want to go a little bit deeper. Uh, commentary is really good. And there are actually dozens of commentaries online as well. How about you, Caleb? No. Yeah. Both those resources are awesome. I actually use something called enduring word, um, enduringword.com. Great resource free. Um, kind of just gives you some, um, commentaries from like people like Charles Spurgeon and others throughout history. Um, and so I love that because it's just a great commentary on, it breaks down every single book of the Bible, every chapter, and pretty much every verse. And so, Really, really uh, great resource. EnduringWord.com is what I was throwing there as well. But hey, um, we're going to close. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. And um, just, hey, to close, just want to encourage you. If this has been a blessing to you, why don't you write a review? Why don't you subscribe? Why don't you share this with someone who needs it? And we'd be so blessed by that. Um, Alex, thanks for for jumping on over the phone today. Uh, I love you, bro. And I'm so excited for next week as we continue the Hello, My Name is Revival series. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Yes.